The following program is brought to you by the Humble Farmer Bed and Breakfast in St. George, Maine. Thank you for listening. I had a chance to use my Spanish. The woman making the courtesy call for Discover Card, well, she had a strong Spanish accent. So when she asked me if Marcia was home, I said, Que lastima. She said, So she's not home? I said, Claro. She said she'd call back later, and I said, Merci. Hi there, this is Clark Terry here, reminding you to pull your bearskins a little closer to the fire. That's it. <laughs> now you're talking to me. Ah, watch out for those snapping sparks. Everybody cozy? Now the good news is that you're in time for the humble farmer. You've worked hard all day. You deserve to relax now. So stay right there and listen to the best of this kind of music. here on The Humble Farmer. Thank you for listening. One of my friends says, 
if cameras are going to be set up in classrooms, how about having additional cameras set up at the door of the faculty room and in front of the principal's office? Is what's good for the goose good for the gander? Now, I'm sorry to be reminded of this, because 45 years ago, when I was a young unmarried man, I taught school alongside of young unmarried women. And because my wife, Marsha, the almost perfect woman, doesn't listen to this program, I can confide to you, through personal experience, that had every teacher been videotaped every minute that they were in that school building, well, there are more than a few of them who would pay a substantial sum for the only copy of that tape today. a young girl who suited him nice. He went to his papa to ask his advice. His papa said, son, I have to say no. That girl is your sister, but your mama don't know. Hey, who is me? Shame and scandal in the family. Hey, who is me? Shame and scandal in the family. A week went by and the summer came down And soon another girl on the island he found He went to his papa to name the day His papa shook his head and this time he did say You can't marry this girl, I have to say no The girl is your auntie but your granny don't know Hey, oh, is me Shame and scandal in the family Hey, oh, is me Shame and scandal in the family Now he went to his mama And covered his head He told his mama what his papa had said His mama she laughed She said go man go Your daddy ain't your daddy But your daddy don't know Hey bro Is me Shame and scandal in the family Lance, Lance Percival. Lance Percival, we don't hear shame and scandal in the family like we used to, so I thought, uh, I thought you might enjoy hearing it today. There are people who are not suited to live in cold climates, and I am one of them. i got to confess it. Fortunately, it is possible to buy insulated garments that keep heat in against your body and the cold out. And for countless people like me who can't stand the cold, sensible winter clothing is the only thing that makes November in Maine tolerable. By the 1st of October, 
Are you listening to this? But the 1st of October, I'm already wearing socks and warm, woolly boot-like things that keep my feet and ankles warm. Although I can't wear long johns because they make my ankles itch, I do wear insulated pants over my dungarees. I put on a warm sweater, and on top of that warm sweater, I put on my snowmobile suit. It goes without saying that I have a knit watch cap that comes down over my ears, keeps my ears warm. And I want you to know that dressed like that, I can manage to stay toasty, warm, and comfortable. Unless I have to go outdoors. moving along very rapidly here today, aren't we? These are very short, short things we're playing. Two minutes, two minutes and a half. My buddy Dick Cash, my buddy Dick Cash used to sing a song called You've Changed. You've Changed. It's such a good tune that Don Doan has probably recorded it. And don't we all change? 
And wouldn't it be terrible if we didn't? I have the exact same eyes. I have the exact same two eyes that I had when I was in the first grade. But isn't it interesting that my eyes don't see things the way they did in 1941? You've heard me say on too many occasions that I was a single man between the ages of 34 and 54. So for 20 years, those years when most men are building equity while enjoying a happy and comfortable hearth and home life, life for me was a constant daily struggle to keep from becoming involved in a meaningful relationship. But for the past 25 years or so, my wife Masha, the almost perfect woman, has been a part of my existence, and I, w I would not have it any other way. She's so wonderful. The other day I got to thinking about this, how impossibly difficult it would be starting over out there again, all alone in the hard, cold world. In case you haven't been paying attention lately, nowadays, well... Most of the available nice-looking young girls have grandchildren who need financial help with their college tuition.
Scott Hamilton, Tommy Flanagan, the famous steeplechase. Don't ask me who wrote that. You know, so I don't need to tell you. I used to hear it down at Eastman in the 1950s. That was one of the tunes the, the boys at Eastman used to play. You are listening to The Humble Farmer here on your favorite radio station, where, with any luck at all... You can hear me playing old-fashioned music just for you every week at this time. Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. I am the humble farmer at gmail.com, and I'd love to hear from you. Tell me what you're doing right this minute. One morning, my wife, Marcia, the almost perfect woman, received a phone call from an exhausted daughter who had worked days and then watched the sick child nights for a whole week. The child asked my wife for relief so she could collapse. For the first 15 years of my life, I lived with my parents and my mother's mother in that grandmother's house. Although my father came there as a boarder and who married his landlady's daughter and lived there for another 50 years, it was still Grammy's house until she died. And I, I didn't know this back then, but I now strongly suspect that the place operated under my grandmother's rules and regulations. Nowadays, too few households enjoy the advantages of three generations in one home. A built-in Grammy was probably the reason I was reading well above grade level when I started school. Only a working mother, who has also stood nightly watches over a sick one-year-old for a week, can really appreciate what it would mean to have a resident Grammy. For kids, life couldn't be better, I can testify. In the cellarway, our metal tins full of hard molasses cookies and, and deep-fried donuts, and, and Grammys, you know, are more forgiving than parents when one has committed crimes against the establishment. Today, I suspect that my father probably didn't have much to say about anything in our very happy household, and I am, I am indebted to my father for teaching me how to play the role of man of the house. I simply stand back and get out of the way.
ain't got nobody to sound it like, uh, show me the way to get out of this world, that's where everything is. Father Hines, here on the humble farmer. By the way, did you know you can, you can see a televised version of this program on YouTube? Google YouTube, the uh, uh, Robert Carl Skoglunder. That is K, Carl, Carl with a K, Robert Carl Skoglund, YouTube. And you can visit Humble Farmer and the Almost Perfect Woman on their farm and listen to the same good music. Strange and interesting things happen in your life when you lose weight. When I stopped eating goodies, it wasn't long before I lost 15 pounds, just like that and comfortably drew in my belt two extra inches. I mean notches. I suppose inches too. You know you know this. I don't boast. I don't brag. And I am not boasting. I'm not bragging now. The point of this rant is that you too will find that there are economic advantages to losing weight. One day, while crawling underneath my truck to replace a hider key, I found another hide key I had lost ten years before.
Thank goodness for the circle of fifths. Ghana. Errol Ghana here on the Humble Farmer. And Ghana was playing, what was it, Mac the Knife. Who would know it? Thank you for listening to the Humble Farmer here on your favorite radio station. Whether any luck at all, you can hear me playing old-fashioned music just for you every week at this time. I am the Humble Farmer at gmail.com. I think I said that right. Love to hear from you. How do you know when the honeymoon is over? Listen closely, please, my young friend, because that day might be approaching for you. Perhaps you think that it can never happen to you. You're saying, oh no, oh no, our marriage is different. Don't kid yourself. Sooner or later it happens to everybody, and the best you can do is to hope that it will be later rather than sooner. Yes, there will come a morning when, instead of getting a warm hug and seeing the light of love glowing in her eyes, you will simply hear, that garbage has got to be taken out today. Thank you. 
Father Hines, did I ever tell you about the October my wife Masha, the almost perfect woman, spent a week with friends in Pennsylvania where she attended an elaborate Halloween party? She went as an employee, and her job was to make sure that none of the guests got close enough to the candles to set their costumes on fire. My wife whitened, she used to be a clown. She whitened her face with clown paint, and she wore a sheet, which reminds me, the, you know the first thing my wife Masha did when she got home? She went upstairs and she ripped the sheets off our bed. If you live with a type A person, because you know what I'm talking about here, Type A people simply don't just do something. They can't just simply take the sheets off a bed or simply remove the sheets from a bed. Type A people rip the sheets off the bed because type A people rip and they tear. So when my wife Marcia got home, she went upstairs and she yanked off the bedspread and she grabbed the blankets and slatted them aside. And I said... Why why are you changing that bed? I'm the only I'm the only person who has slept in it for a week. And she grabbed them sheets and she said, That's reason enough. Beautiful music Dangerous rhythm.
Django. I'm the humble farmer at gmail.com. Love to hear from you. A few years ago, my wife Marsha went to Holland for a week. She went there for a week or two to say goodbye to her mother-in-law, the great and powerful Oma, who had moved into a hospice. Whenever Marsha is gone, several demanding sociological and domestic problems usually arise, which, in this particular instance, I attempted to circumvent by employing the very little I know about quantum mechanics. Quantum mechanics. Although I don't fully understand the paradox of Schrodinger's cat, you and I have talked about it before, and I found a use for it when my wife was gone. The way I understand it, and I know you'll correct me if I'm wrong, the cat is in the box with a radioactive atom. If the atom decays and the Geiger counter detects an alpha particle, the hammer, bang, hits a flask of prussic acid, killing the cat. Before the observer opens the box, the cat must be in a superposition of dead and live states. I'll repeat that. Before the observer opens the box, the cat must be in a superposition of dead and live states. Marcia was in Holland, and she had no way of opening our bedroom door, the lid on Schrodinger's box, if you will, which would enable her to learn if I made the bed every morning. So, from what I understand of quantum mechanics, our bed was both made and unmade unless... Marsha looked in the door, which he could not do. So, because it really made no difference if the bed was made or not, guess what?
Father Hines here on The Humble Farmer. With any luck at all, you can hear me playing old-fashioned music just for you every week at this time right here on your favorite radio station. I am the humble farmer at gmail.com. Love to hear from you. Can you believe that when I got out of when I got out of the Coast Guard in 1957, I hitchhiked from Maine to California where I heard Father Hines playing with Pops Foster in the I think it was the club hangover. You have probably never seen any paintings by Deborah Yu. This is because, as far as I know, Deborah Yu is not famous. But then you can't tell nothing by that because I only recently heard of James Taylor and Jimmy Buffet, Buffett. So Deborah Yu, well, she might be famous too. Be that, be that as it may, I met Deborah Yu at the Common Ground Fair. And Deborah, you thrust a postcard into my hand. Listen closely, please. On the back of this postcard was a painting of an old quarry. As you know, I know nothing about art. Don't you have to admit that if uh, Wassily Kandinsky and Jackson Pollock had been selling stocks and bonds instead of paint on canvas, they would have been indicted and locked away for fraud? To my ignorant and uneducated mind, an artist is one who can reproduce on canvas something that exists in the real world. I like Bradley Hendershot's pictures. I like Barbara Ernst Prey's pictures. I like the Wyeth crowd because, even if I am unable to fathom the depths of whatever it was they were trying to say, well, I can at least recognize Hen Teal sitting in his kitchen and the quilts out on my clothesline. So I was shocked when Deborah Yu gave me a postcard of her painting of a quarry. I said to her, but Deborah, but Deborah, I said, this is a quarry. This isn't real art. I can tell what it is. And Deborah hung her head and said, I'm sorry, I just can't get past that. Yeah, yeah. 
Will you take off those ragged pants so you look nice for dinner? That's what my wife said, and you know just as well as I do what she meant. She meant that I should put on some pants that were not all raggedy looking. Is there any, I ask you, is there anything wrong with pants or shirts that are a bit worn? I'm talking about pants and shirts that came right out of the washing machine, spanking clean. My wife, Marcia, the almost perfect woman, wants me to conform to Camden or Kennebunk, rich kid clothing standards when friends come for dinner. 
and we are talking here about the meal that is eaten at noontime. I am a very sweet and gentle person. My only comments that my wife might consider to be negative have to do with my begging her to eat less bacon and less chocolate. Or I might beg her to stop working at midnight and come to bed. She considers her body to be no more than a disposable throwaway tool that can be used in any manner to get some job done. In other words, she is the type of employee that every employer loves. Anyway, I do appreciate everything my wife does. So wouldn't you think that she would be willing to settle for my applause and kind words? I know women who wouldn't care what their husbands wore to the dinner table if they would only say something nice to them from time to time. I know women who would be glad to dress their husbands in rags if it would cut down on their constant complaining and gosh-darn crankiness in general. Why is it, por que es eso? Why is it that no matter how good some people have it, they are never satisfied with what they have. Why do women swap husbands? Why do men swap wives? 